so if you want to call us to order, that'd be good. All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the April 6th MPO Technical Advisory Committee. My name is Jeff Crick. I'm the MPO Secretary. I will turn it over to Jessica to give us the rules of engagement for today's meeting. Thank you, Jeff. This is Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I'm here with Ashley Breyers, Transportation Planner, and we'll work alongside Jeff Crick, TAC Chair, to facilitate the meeting proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. If You, have, you just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. You can turn your video on and off by clicking the video icon on the menu. For the purpose of this public meeting, keep your video on when you are participating in the meeting. When you are not participating, it's okay to turn your video off. Just remember to turn your video back on when you are participating. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to mute, unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you'll see a choice between to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active Speaker, gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. Individuals who registered in advance to to sign up to provide public comment will be called upon by name if you signed up for a specific item. Otherwise, we'll call open at large for comments. When you are called on, please unmute your listening device and state your name before speaking. The chair will then call for in-person public comment for those who are physically present. There's no one currently physically present. Staff will direct them to the podium to speak while following safe social distancing and safety protocols. All motions will need to be stated clearly after a motion is made and seconded. Staff will call each member individually to provide their vote. Staff will then need to announce whether the motion carried in the count of the vote. And I now turn the meeting back over to Jeff Crick, TAC Chair, um, to do roll call. All right, Jessica, thank you so much. Jeff Crick, TAC Chair. Um, I think we need to do, Ashley, we need to do a roll call for quorum. Is that correct? That's correct. So let me, Chad Voigt. Hi. Your here. ceiling's here. You're here. <laughs> Uh, David Cronin? Present. Oh, Brandon Boyd? We do not have from Eudora. Uh, Ed Corton? We do not have from Baldwin City. Jeff Craig? Yes. Allison Smith? Here. Adam Weigel? Here. Aaron Quisenberry? Here. And Lindley Sanford? She is here from LeCompton, but it looks like she just had to answer a phone call. Uh, so back to you, Jeff. Ashley, thank you so much. Uh, this leads us to item B on the agenda, which is for public comment. Is uh, anybody like to provide any public comment at this point in the meeting? Seeing none, and Jessica just confirmed there's no one in the, the city commission room. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Well, we'll just keep on moving there to item C, which is to approve the February 2nd minute. So I'd be happy to entertain a motion on that item if there's no amendments or adjustments. Allison Smith, KDOT, move to approve. Michael, I'll second. All right, 
we have a motion on the floor from Allison and a second by Adam. Ashley, can I call ask you to call the vote, please? Ashley Breyers, transportation planner. Crick? Aye. Cronin? Uh, I'm going to abstain since I was not at the meeting. Okay. Sanford? Lindley? No, do okay. <laughs> Smith? Aye. Weigel? Quiz? Aye. And Voight? Aye. All right, so we have six to zero to one abstention. So the motion passes. Thank you very much. That moves us on to, excuse me, Jeff Craig Tax Chair. That moves us on to agenda item D1, which is the federal fiscal year 21 through 24 transportation improvement program amendment number two. And I will turn this over to Ashley to guide us through. I forgot to unmute. Um, my name is Ashley Breyers, and Lindley just said that she's having issues with her audio. So if you could just communicate with your thumbs, that would be great. Uh, so again, my name is Ashley Breyers, and I'm a transportation planner. And I'm going to share my screen for today's tip amendment two. Okay. So the Transportation Improvement Program, or the TIP, is the short-range four-year program of projects that are occurring in Lawrence and Douglas County that are receiving federal or state money or are regionally significant. And we redo this TIP every two years, and then we do quarterly amendments. And so this is a time to do a quarterly amendment, number two. And there are several new projects in the TIP. We have uh, an ITS project doing fiber uh, on South Iowa. And then we have all of our TA projects that were awarded for all of our municipalities in Douglas County, which is very exciting. So we have the TA project for Lecompton, for the sidewalk, for Lawrence, uh, shared use path for the Lawrence Loop, for Baldwin City sidewalk, and Eudora sidewalk as well. And then we have just revisions for the US 56 and a different Lawrence Loop project. This TIP amendment was available for public comment for 30 days, or 15 days, sorry, and we did not receive any public comments. The amendment also included some minor text revisions just to clarify because some links were broken and, and things like that. And so we just updated that and they were shown in red in the amendment. Are there any questions about the amendment? Right. Any any questions for Ashley on the item? All right. Seeing seeing none from Tech, also just put the comment out there. If any member of the public would like to comment or question on the item, please let us know and indicate or or 
raise your hand or however you can let us know that you'd like to comment. I'll just ask Jessica to confirm that there's no, no digital hands and no one in the room to speak on the item. Correct, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I observe no one. All right, um, Jeff Crick, TAC Chair. Any any other items related to this? Anything at all from the committee? Well, seeing none, I'd be happy to entertain a motion on the item if anyone is so inclined. This is Adam Michael, tech member. I'll move approval of federal fiscal year 21 through 24 transportation improvement program, Fifth Amendment 2. This is Aaron Quisenberry, second. I have a motion on the floor by Adam and a second by quiz on the item. Um, Ashley, would you mind giving us a roll call, please? Sure. Ashley Byers, Transportation Planner. Crick? Aye. Cronin? Aye. Sanford? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Smith? Aye. Weigel? Aye. Quiz? Yes. Uh, Voight? Aye. And then Jeff Rhodes has joined us from Eudora. Aye. Great. So that passes seven to zero. Jeff Crick, Tech Chair. Ashley, thank you so much for that one. Um, that moves us on to item number D2, which is a discussion item related to uh, the performance measures listed on the page, which looks to be 7, 24, 25, and 26. So I will turn the floor back to Ashley to guide us through that item. Thank you. Uh, Ashley Breyers, Transportation Planner. I'm going to share my screen again. All right. So at our meeting in February, we had a few other performance measures, and these are all from Transportation 2040. We have 27 performance measures now, and we're updating them as data is available rather than waiting until a certain point in time and then doing all of them because the data is available at various times throughout the year or every couple of years. And so uh, today we are talking about the average travel time to work, which was updated with the five-year American Community Survey data. And so we did this in 2021, but it's 2019 data. At some point, we'll get 2020 data. Not sure when that happens, but in a few months. And then we can do this again to update for the prior year. So the travel time has is really very consistent between 2018 and 2019 for each of the municipalities. Then we have the percentage of sensitive lands allocated within public rights of way. And this one was the same. Evidently, not much has changed between 2019 and 2021. And we do have a model for this one. And so uh, when we get new data, we just run the model and it, it pops out consistent data rather than possibly grabbing you know, data from here and data from here. It's all the same like cookie cutter information um, or GIS information each time. The next one is percentage of single occupancy vehicles. And 
This is actually the exact same data source as the other travel time one. And again, it's 2019. And you can see the numbers for each of the municipalities. It's gone up a little bit throughout. And all of these do not have targets. And so these are just data updates. This is just why it's not an action item. This is just for discussion. So you can see the data. Then we have the percentage of mode choice, and we have so much information each year that we actually have had to go to a third page. So the third page of data here is 2019, and you can see the, the mode choice for each of the jurisdictions. And again, this is the same data source as the other uh, vehicle ones. So those are the performance measure data updates, and we don't need a approval or anything because it's just a discussion but any questions from anybody regarding the data any questions from the committee for ashley on that data set all right seeing seeing none jeff craig tag chair is there any comments from the public on this particular item Just got any hands, digital hands? Oh, oh yeah, I, Heidi Briery. Hi, I'm just curious how the um, senior transportation data is counted in that last data set. Is it considered carpooling or would it fall under bus? Because that's kind of a gray area. And how do I get that information turned in so it's more accurate? Because I have a feeling it's a little low. Mm. Uh, thank you, Heidi. Uh, this is Ashley Byers, Transportation Planner. So this is actually from the American Community Survey, which are surveys that are sent out to random people, and then they people respond, and it's however people interpret the question. And so that would be hard. Uh, and also, it's just a random sampling. And so that's why we do say it's an estimate. Um, and we use the five-year estimate, because then it's, there's more years of data, so hopefully it's more accurate. Uh, as far as trying to correct it, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think we could. Um, but I mean, looking at other data sets, that wouldn't. That this is our official performance measure. But that's something we could always look at. And, and Heidi's on our regional transit advisory committee, uh, so there's that. <laughs> Jessica, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'll add to that. Jessica Morton's your transportation planning manager. So I think, you know, this is one national data set we're looking at and tracking how trends change over time with a goal, I think, to reduce single occupant vehicle trips that we've identified in Transportation 2040. Um, although all of the rides of all of our providers for transit and human services transportation, we're tracking ridership from all of your services also as a data metric um, that we look at when we're working on T2040. And so that data you provide to us and would be reflected in that way. Um, and those two data sets kind of together help us paint the picture of what's happening in our region. Um, and so while this is, you know, in our per official performance report, we do have that other data that's more localized that tells us about uh, local information in terms of ridership that hopefully you can use to reflect the conversations with the state and in the community about how people are choosing 
um, to get transportation services. Jeff Craig, Tag Chair. Any other public comments or questions on this item? Any other comments and questions from uh, the TAC Committee on this item, too? All right, seeing none, and just confirming here, Ashley, you don't need us to do anything. This is just a discussion item for us today. Correct. Ashley Breyer's Transportation Planner, just a discussion item. All right, thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, Jeff Crick, TAC Chair, and I will, looks like I'll turn this item over to Jessica to give us the Ethics Policy and Open Meetings Act presentation, which is also a discussion item. So, Jessica? Maybe, can you see this PowerPoint? We can. Okay, great. Um, so I'm just going to go through this really quickly. This is the same PowerPoint that we share with you annually to remind you of our regulations related to Kansas Open Meeting Act. Um, the open meeting principle is based on the belief that the public has the right to know, the, the people have the right to know the public's business. And um, COMA, um, the state law around open meetings, really says that the, the informed electorate has the ability um, to know governmental affairs and transactions of governmental business and that be open to the public. Um, COMA applies to this body. Um, it's talking about a covered entity and when there is a meeting. So TAC is a body that falls under COMA. That's one of the city advisory. It's considered in that kind of advisory board category, just like city and MPO committees. Um, and so those, um, because we expend public funds, we are subject to COMA. Um, three things must be met for a meeting. We have to be a gathering or majority body of the members. members. There has to be interactive uh, core, uh, communication. And so I'll also remind you, we forwarded you an email recently about um, concerns about not engaging in interactive communications on social media um, as members to discuss uh, information that should be decision making and information that should be public as relations to discussions of business of the body. As, as, you, as you know, number three, we're, we're looking at the three conditions that must be present. Um, for the Lawrence Douglas County MPO TAC committee, um, you have nine members and so a quorum, a majority of members is constitutes of five people and iterative communication would be the idea when there is members talking together about things, but also, for example, a member talking to one member and then talking to another and then talking to another, even if they're all separate conversations, is still uh, it, it interactive uh, communications. And that's uh, discussions of business of the body that needs to happen in the public setting at the meeting, um, not outside of the meeting and before the body to not violate coma. Um, so what triggers coma, not necessarily, um, these are some examples that social gatherings or conferences could be things where you might have a member, a, a majority membership of the body, but you do not um, necessarily to discuss business of the body um, and or there's not iterative communication if you're just receiving a presentation about something that might be future business of the body. So um, those are kind of some things that coma doesn't necessarily apply, but we want to be careful to make sure that any business of the body is in the public realm. Again, I'll remind you about interactive discussions. Um, so this is why a single email generally is sent from staff and we ask you to respond directly to us. And if we are redistributing information, we will resend it back out in a public uh, format. So you do not create uh, interactive uh, discussions that uh, violate COMA. 
Um, and again, here, avoid the reply all. Generally, we blind carbon copy you, so you can't easily do that. Um, but that's why um, we're doing that. Um, so a violation of coma occurs if that, if that communication um, is, has a common topic of the body, it involves a majority of the membership and is intended um, to reach an agreement before the body should make a discussion and reach an agreement. So again, here's your rules. The, it's a, we're a covered entity, and if there's a meeting, it's considered a majority of the membership. There's interactive communication, and you're discussing the body. Um, we also must provide uh, adequate public notice and, uh, and be open to the public, which we have accommodated with during COVID in some different ways, both in person and online. And uh, we post all of our meeting notices and agendas at least seven days in advance. And so you should always get those. If you don't see those from us or a cancellation, um, you can reach out to us and ask why, but you should. You should see that. Meetings are open to the public and they're held in public spaces. That's why I'm here in City Hall um, to accept any member who didn't have ability to access this meeting via phone or internet. Um, again, notice we do that online on our website, also by sending out our mailing notification. That's really consistent for all MPO committees and processes. Um, we create an agenda. Agendas, of course, can be amended later, um, but they exist and we make paper copies available to anyone who requests them. Um, we have no reason at this point to have executive sessions, so I think this slide doesn't particularly apply to us. Um, the Attorney General's office um, and the District Attorney investigates potential coma violations, and really they're looking for you to be in compliance. So there are fines, and we do warn against that, but the goal is just good faith, um, open access for the public. You can see what the fine uh, kind of actions here and what kind of uh, actions they might require of you if you are found to be in violation of coma. If you have any questions, you can ask us, although if they're very specific, we might we can also reach out to the City of Lawrence Attorney's Office uh, for more information, but we wanted to share with you and remind you of this important law. Jessica, thanks for the, the refresher and the reminder on that one. Um, always good to keep tabs on that. Any questions from the committee on that item? Right. Seeing none, also I'll open it up to the public. Any any members of the public that would like to comment or provide any questions on that item? Jeff Craig Tacture, I'm not seeing anybody commenting. And Jessica, I will just guess that there's still no one in the room with you there. Correct, Jessica Mortinger, no one in the city commission room. Jeff Craig Tacture. So um, thank you very much for the reminder on all those very important things there. And so that was just the discussion item too. So I will turn it over to, I believe, Jessica for some quick updates this month. All right, Jessica Moringer, Transit and Planning Manager. We just wanted to share a little bit of information with you about the process. We are underway um, to having having held the kickoff and a second meeting on March 29th around Intelligent Transportation's architecture plan update, and that process is underway. We have a few more meetings planned um, and expect to hopefully bring back to you an updated plan for your consideration um, this year. 
Um, we also have been working with Adam Weigel and Lawrence Transit and KU, um, Aaron Quisenberry with KU on Wheels um, on the Transit Route Redesign Steering Committee, and we've had the kickoff meeting with the steering committee for that body. Um, and we are well underway to developing a public process and continued work on our route redesign. And so we're excited that work is anticipated to take um, majority of the year with some different intervals for reporting back. Um, we also have attached the link to the KDOT monthly update. Um, Allison, if you had anything specific to share on that, otherwise we just include updates that are provided from KDOT about programs and projects that are available to project sponsors. We would entertain any questions you may have about any of that work. Otherwise, that's all we have to report back. Jeff Crick, Tag Chair. Um, I do have one question on, on the intelligent transportation architecture. Just to clarify, that is only, is that only within the city limits of Lawrence or does that have a broader regional spectrum to it? Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager, that we're looking at the county. So we have participation from um, the Kansas Turnpike Authority, uh, the Kansas Department of Transportation, even Casey Scout in the region, um, in the, from the Mid-America Regional Council. We are participating with uh, Chad Voigt uh, from the county and um, other jurisdictions were invited to participate as appropriate as ITS applies to them. Um, so we're talking about signal coordination, we're talking about emergency notification you're talking about parking technology we're talking about transit technology um, it's basically any of the things the technology things that help make transportation work um, in the future that could be autonomous vehicles that could be a lot of things and so that that plan looks at identifying the, the strategies and programs in the region that we need to have in the short term and long term um, on our playlist so we can make sure that all the investments we're making in that can be coordinated Thanks. Thank you. Um, Jeff Craig Tag Chair, any other questions from the committee on that item? Or excuse me, on any of the quick update items? Not seeing any, 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 public, any member of the public that would like to comment on any of the quick update items. And I'm not seeing any, and I'm pretty sure Jessica's still in the room without anybody there. So, okay. Well, with that, that is all the updates on our items there. Does um, Jeff Crick, tag chair, is there any, anybody have any other business to bring before the body today? All right, seeing none. With that, I will just kind of bring a note that our next meeting is scheduled for May 4th or another date set by the TAC. So we will keep everybody, Jessica and Ashley will keep everybody informed on those meeting dates going forward. And so I believe with that, that is the end of our agenda today, unless I've missed some, so I'm getting affirmatives there. So um, thank you all for joining us today. It was great to see you all. Hopefully we'll be in person very soon and we can catch up, but um, thanks to Jessica and Ashley for running the meeting and also to Kurt for getting us on the air. Um, with that, we'll see you all on May 4th, if not a little later. So take care, everybody.